This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 570. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 570. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Oh my goodness. So happy to be here with you on another Monday, especially during our summer series, teaching you all about how to lead like a mother. Every week this summer, I'm delivering bite-sized curriculum to help you get out of your own way, retrain your brain, and lean into leadership in all the areas where you are already a leader in your life, because you are already a leader, and perhaps some new areas where you've been feeling a pull toward leadership. So this month, for the month of August, we are talking all about how to lean into leadership. Four weeks on this topic. I'm so delighted because I want more women to be leaders. And so if you haven't already listened to June and July, June was all about how to get out of your own way. July was all about how to retrain your brain. That content from those two months is excellent support content to everything we're talking about this month in August. So when you have a second, go back and listen. You don't need to listen in the right order or in consecutive order. Just listen when you have a minute. All good stuff that all really pulls together this entire summer curriculum. And I want you to get all the goodness and all the goodies out of it. So today we are going to talk about four steps to becoming a better leader. And I'm actually talking about this for the next two weeks. So today I'm talking about 
steps one through four. And next week, I'm talking about four more steps, steps five through eight, to become a better leader. So I'm going to give you eight tactical ways that you can practice becoming a better leader and being a better leader. And I wanted to break this up into two episodes so that it wasn't too overwhelming. I really want you to be able to take this content and put it into action and see how you can apply it. And I know sometimes when these lists get too long and when I'm like, hey, here's 37 things you can do, then it's like you can't hear any of it. So we're just going to talk about four things today, just four. Next week, we'll talk about four more, and I think you'll get a lot out of it. Last week, I have to say, I don't want you to miss this piece. Last week, we talked about why women shy away from leading. And so you don't have to listen to that first, but definitely go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it, because I think it'll be really eye-opening to you, and it will get you really primed and pumped up to step into leadership in new and different ways. And so when that will, I think, support what we're talking about today so that you feel really ready to go. So let's go ahead and dive in. Let's look at four steps to becoming a better leader and where you can start right now today. So these are all things that I have done in different ways and also things that I watch other leaders do. So I've had the major massive benefit of watching some really successful women lead like mothers, like lead in really powerful and deeply impactful ways and be really, really successful in leadership. And success meaning that their impact was deep or that they made a lot of money doing it or that they got to like really great places like being in politics or having a massive platform online or getting on big stages. So whatever leadership success might come to mind for you, I've had the opportunity to see women across multiple places and spaces step into leadership in really cool ways and be, you know, leaps and bounds ahead of me. But I've gotten to be in on some really intimate conversations with people who are in the coaching space who are really successful. And I've gotten to see how some of that has been done. And so as I talk you through these eight steps to becoming a better leader over the next two weeks, today and then next Monday, I think that you're going to learn a lot from some of the lessons that I've learned over the last 10 years of being of having coaches and mentors who are always a little bit ahead of me and definitely more successful than me. And I'm going to give you some of those tips and tricks and tactics and things that I have been able to take and adopt and I think will be really helpful to you as well, no matter what level you're doing this on, whether you're looking to be a bigger leader in an organization or even just in your own household. They both matter. They both matter a lot. And one is not more important than the other. They both have the potential for massive impact because whether or not you're leading in an organization or you're leading in a household and raising leaders as children. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, 
possibility and joy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Those are both big deals. So number one, the first step I want you to take to becoming a better leader is follow leaders who inspire you and model their behavior. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh my goodness. The internet is full of many leaders in air quotes. (laughs) There's so many people to follow online. And sometimes it can be really overwhelming to figure out like who's real and authentic and true and not just like a self-declared leader or a self-declared guru or influencer and who's really constantly learning and growing and showing up to teach in ways that have positive, deep impact. And so I want you to look at the people that you follow in the online space and I want you to think about who inspires you to learn more and who inspires you to show up in more powerful ways. Because sometimes we follow people who actually make us feel like crap. And sometimes we follow people who actually make us feel really shrinky, where we're like, oh, they do this thing, or they said this thing, or they showed up in a certain way, and it actually made me feel less than. It made me feel bad about myself. Those are not the leaders that you need to be following. Unfollow, unfollow. I don't care how popular they are. I don't care if the rest of the world loves them. You listen to your gut. And you find leaders who inspire you. And you find leaders who are doing things that light you up and make you want to show up in more strong and powerful ways that give you a sense of purpose where when you watch them, you're like, wow, that gives me hope. That makes me see that new different things are possible. Those leaders that can shift your perspective like that, those are the people that are inspiring you and motivating you. I know when I was in the fitness industry, it was easy to follow a bunch of like bikini models on social media, right? That did not make me feel good. That actually very much detracted from my power as a fitness expert, as a fitness professional. So instead, after I had Vinny especially, what I started doing, and this was really as I got more, I mean, Vinny was born in 2012. I had been on social media for a couple of years at that time. So I had these people that I was following who were successful in the fitness industry, and they all had six-pack abs and showed off their abs all the time. And it made me feel like crap because I was like, I don't have six-pack abs. I don't really care about having six-pack abs, but I'm following these people that say that like my whole value should come from desiring and trying to get six-pack abs. (laughs) And this was men I was following. It was women I was following. So I really had to shift my thinking after Vinny was born because it was got so consuming to me and so frustrating and really was pulling me down after Vinny was born and I was navigating this new body. I had to decide to unfollow anyone who showed their abs. I was like, I don't want to see your abs. I don't care about your abs. Your abs do not light me up. Do not lift me up. I'm done with your abs. I unfollowed the ab people and I started following people who had 
curves and cellulite and stretch marks and talked about like this body has done the following amazing, strong, powerful things. And this is what it looks like. This is a real body. Those are the people who inspired the heck out of me. Those are the people that I wanted to be in connection with when I was in the fitness industry at that time. So those were the people that I chose to follow. So here's the thing. Those were the people that inspired me. Follow leaders who inspire you and then model their behavior. So that gave me the space to then do the same. It gave me the space to be way more real about my experience. I remember doing an episode early on, probably in my first year about like how, no, I haven't lost my baby weight and I'm probably not going to, (laughs) And even as a fitness professional. And at the time I was a fitness professional that even had an online weight loss program called Six Week Pregnancy Weight Loss, where I taught people how to lose their baby weight in six weeks, which, oh my God, I would never in a million years sell something like that now. But I had a program like that at the time And I was like, screw that program, screw that program, because I am not going to lose my baby weight in six weeks. And I don't even care about losing my baby weight in six weeks. I'm done with all this BS that says that people should lose baby weight at all. And in any time, on any time spectrum, and in any way, like if you want to lose baby weight, fine. If you don't, fine, whatever. Like all bodies are good bodies and I don't care. And I'm not in a position to judge. And this is not about like what being a mom is about. And this is not what having a woman's body is about. And this is not about what it's about to have a mom's body. And so follow leaders who inspire you and model their behavior. I started talking openly about like, my body's not going back. My body's going to be different after having a baby. And I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to appreciate it for the following reasons. And I'm going to embrace the fact that I have curves and cellulite and stretch marks. And by the way, I had all those things before I ever got pregnant too. (laughs) So I was able to see other women leading in this way in the fitness industry. And then I was able to do the same. I was able to follow their model, their behavior. So this isn't about copying, but it's about modeling. And I continue to do this when I see people in leadership. And when I see speakers, I see who inspires me to do better and have more impact and deeper impact. And then I model myself and my behavior after theirs. I had a coach years ago who was this amazing speaker. And I would study the way that she used pauses when she was speaking on stage, because it was so impactful. And I was like, I want to do that. So I wasn't going to like copy her message or like say the same things that she said on stage. But I noticed how she was really intentional in pausing her body and her speech in order to have bigger impact on stage. So she would stop talking at certain points. And she would also stop walking around the stage. So my tendency, as you all know, is to talk really fast until I'm done talking. And if I'm on a stage, I want to like pace. (laughs) Like That's how I get my nervous energy out. So I was like, okay, notice how she slows down. Notice how she uses a pause. Notice how she stops sometimes. And then do more of that because that has more impact. And that was so helpful to me. So I looked at that and I was like, that's who I want to be. I don't want to be this really fast talking person who's like, slimy used car salesman on stage. And I talk fast enough to be that person sometimes. (laughs) And that's not how I want to lead. Okay. So that's number one. Number one is follow leaders who inspire you and model their behavior. Number two, take uncomfortable action and talk about it. So what does that look like? This means that when you do hard and scary things, tell people that you're doing hard and scary things. Don't hide it. When you do something that's a big deal, tell people because it leads to more big deals. So if I were to never tell people about the opportunities that I've had to speak or teach or coach in bigger capacities and on stages, then nobody would know that that's what I do, right? 
So when I do have opportunities to speak, I often will post about it on my personal Facebook page. And there's times where I'm like, yeah, some people are going to think I'm bragging. And also I don't care (laughs) because here's the thing, talking on stage and especially among in bigger companies or with bigger opportunities, that's uncomfortable. I haven't done it so much that that's like comfortable for me. But when I take that uncomfortable action and I talk about it, more people say, oh my gosh, you're doing that. Can you come do that for my people, for my group? Another example of this is talking about mental health. So totally different than getting on sharing when I'm on stage and maybe bragging a bit about an opportunity. The opposite of this would be talking about my mental health. And I did an episode a while ago talking about my diagnosis this year of PTSD and anxiety. Super uncomfortable to talk about that, right? Also, what's the impact when we talk about these things? So this doesn't mean talk about everything without purpose or strategy or reason. But I know for me that when I choose to talk about uncomfortable things, it allows me to connect with this community in really profound ways. And that's really important. And that has allowed me to become a better leader. Here's a really specific way this has shown up. Because I've been talking about mental health a lot this year, and I've been talking a lot about therapy this year, and I've been doing ads on this show for Talkspace for well over a year now, so many of you have reached out to me to say, hey, because of the things that you've said, I've decided to seek out a therapist. That is impact. It's not fun for me to come on and be like, so I'm seeing a therapist now. It's not fun when I do Instagram posts about that. It's not like that's all super uncomfortable. In fact, I recently shared about how my husband and I got in a big fight when we went out on our first date night post pandemic. I talked about it on social media and I was like, this feels weird, but also I know it's super relatable. And so I asked my husband, I was like, hey, do you mind if I share this? I think it would help some other people. I know it feels a little bit weird, but I think that it's a good story. I think it's a story that has impact that needs to be talked about more. Like nobody talks about going out on date night and then having a big fight and trying not to cry the whole time. And that was my experience, our first date night after the pandemic. And so when I talked about that on social media, oh my gosh, so many people were like, holy cow, me too. Holy cow, like there's so much pressure on marriages right now to be like, we made it through and now we're amazing. And the reality is like, we made it through and what even happened? (laughs) This is still hard. And it's weird. Like I've lived with you and been with you every single day for 18 months and I don't haven't actually really had a conversation with you. And I don't know how to have a conversation with you. Like, it's just all this weirdness, right? Let's talk about that. So take uncomfortable action and then talk about it. You see me doing this with skiing. Oh my goodness. You see me sharing when I go out on skis on the mountain and I don't die. And then I talk about it on social media endlessly because that's taking uncomfortable action and talking about it. That is leadership. Then you know what other people do? They take uncomfortable action too. So when you take uncomfortable action and you talk about it, You are elevating yourself as a leader because you are inspiring other people to then follow in your footsteps, okay? The third step, the third step to becoming a better leader, list all the places you are already leading. So I know so many people, women, moms, who are like, well, I'm not really a leader, not really. Yeah, you are. (laughs) So I want you to list where are the places you're already leading. And this can look like a lot of different things. There's so many ways that we lead that aren't like, being a CEO, right? So you're a leader in your household. Like, let's just start with that. You are a leader in your household. And where else? Are you a leader in your extended family? Every family has like that one person who holds it all together, right? 
I can think of in my husband's family and my mom's family. Like, who's the person who's like the aunt who keeps track of everyone who like makes sure that like all the ducks are in a row for everything. Everyone has that aunt, right? I have one on my mom's side of the family. I have one on my husband's side of the family, like the person that's got their hands in everything and keeping track of everything and making sure that things are working the way they should be, right? So are you a leader in your extended family? If you are the eldest in your family, you are likely a leader in your family. I'm the oldest. So that doesn't mean that I like take charge of everything. Although I don't know, maybe my sister would say I do. But if you are the firstborn, you're probably the natural leader in your family. So are you a leader there? Are you a leader in your kids' activities? So maybe you are a leader as in the space of coaching. Are you a soccer coach or a track coach or a basketball coach or whatever? Are you a leader among neighborhood moms? So are you the person that's always like organizing like, okay, like I got the carpool situation for this thing or okay, like I'm going to organize like all the snacks for the baseball team or I'm going to like organize the coaches gifts. Are you a leader in that capacity? Are you a leader in your church organization? So I know in church organizations, oftentimes there's people who lead Bible studies or other kinds of study groups, or maybe you're leading like social things in your church, other kinds of things. Are you a leader in other volunteer organizations in your community? Are you a leader in your kid's school? So next year, I'm going to be the co-chair of the parent association in my son's school. Holy cow, major leadership position. (laughs) I'm a little bit scared of (laughs) and excited, but I'm a little bit scared. So are you leading in your kid's school? Are you a leader at the office? That doesn't mean that you're like C-suite. Maybe you are, and that's obviously going to be leadership. But are you a leader in a different capacity that maybe doesn't carry the title of leader in a really obvious way? But you are leading within a circle of people in that space, whether that is you're leading people as part of your job description, or you've taken some ownership to lead just because you've been there for a while, or you have like you have a skill set that allows you to teach people in different ways or lead people in different ways. Where are you a leader in that workplace? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? 
Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. And then are you a leader in any other ways? Are you the leader of a book club or a running group? Or I know we have um, one of our Momentum Mamas is the leader of a walking group. Are you the leader of a knitting circle? Where else are you leading? So take a minute and list all the places you're already leading. I'm sure I've forgotten some examples. That was definitely not a conclusive list. So take a minute, push pause and write down like where are the places you are already leading? Because if you can recognize that you're already a leader, even if you only have a list of two things, you're going to see, oh, wait, if I'm a leader of this household, what does that mean? What are my skills that I bring to this position? There's a lot in just that one position. There's going to be a lot. And then you can see, oh, huh. So if I'm a leader here, what does that mean for my potential to be able to lead somewhere else? What are the skills that this position requires that I can now take elsewhere that would be beneficial? And then number four, the fourth step to becoming a better leader, create affirmations that position you as a leader. So this one feels a little funny. And it's really important. It's really, really important. Okay. So what are some affirmations that you could use that would allow you to see yourself as a leader right now? And you could take these and you could write them on a post-it note. This could be something that like you say every day when you first wake up before you get out of bed, or you say to yourself as you're taking that first sip of coffee in the morning, or you're saying every night while you're brushing your teeth, using affirmations in a way that position you as the leader that you already are. So I'm going to give you four and then you can actually, I'm going to give you five. No, I'm going to give you, okay, I'll give you five. (laughs) I have four written down here, but one just came to mind. Okay. So number one, the world benefits every time I use my voice. These are already true, by the way. So you just get to decide which ones mean the most to you and then you can use them and you can use any other ones. Like if these don't resonate, make up your own. Number two, my voice has value. Number three, I am showing my kids what leadership looks like when I speak up or step up. Number four, I am worthy of sharing my stories, my ideas, and my opinions. I am worthy of sharing my stories, my ideas, and my opinions. Number five, when I step into leadership, I give others permission to do the same. So here's the power of these. When you use these affirmations and you say them to yourself routinely, When you have opportunities to lead, when you see new opportunities to present themselves, you're going to be like, oh yeah, I should do that thing. I should step into that role. I should put myself out there to go after this because the world benefits every time I use my voice, because my voice has value, because I'm showing my kids what leadership looks like when I step up or speak up, because I'm worthy of sharing my stories and my ideas and my opinions, because when I step into leadership, I give others permission to do the same. So practicing those affirmations is going to prime you for the next time there's an opportunity for you to step up and lead, you're going to be like, oh, hell yeah. 
<laughs> like I'm ready. My voice has value. Let's go. And that's going to be deeply, deeply impactful. It's going to nudge you into the places where you maybe wouldn't otherwise remember that you're already ready, you're already qualified, that the world needs your voice, and that when you step up, you give other people permission to do the same. So do you see how that can be really, really valuable? So those are your four steps to becoming a better leader that I want you to start with right now, okay? So I've given you four things you can start with today, some really tangible tactical stuff. And then next week, I'm going to give you four more. So let me just remind you, number one, follow leaders who inspire you and model their behavior. Number two, take uncomfortable action and talk about it. Number three, list all the places you are already leading. And number four, create affirmations that position you as the leader you already are. Okay, I will see you here next week for four more steps to becoming a better leader. I cannot wait. And until then, have a great week. I will be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. If this episode was helpful, please share it, tag me, send it out to other moms who you know are ready to lead like a mother. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.